And yeah, what if I tried something like this? You know, maybe a It's a little laid back. Maybe you want something a little heavier. Uh, well, probably not heavy, but you're now listening to. Hi guys, what's going on? Before I even get into this, I want to give a shout out to Brenna. Hey Brenna, what's going on? Apparently you listened to the podcast and uh, weeks ago, months ago, possibly at this point, you got in some kind of a bike accident. I hope that you're healed. Your girlfriend, if she still is your girlfriend, Melissa Roberts, uh, wrote to me and said that I should say hey to you on the podcast, so I'm doing it. Here's the thing, though. Um, she wrote to me forever ago, and then I wrote her back like, whoops, I forgot. And then I was like, remind me next time. And she's like, okay. And then she wrote me, whoops, I forgot. And now it's now. And hopefully, I don't know, hopefully this isn't painful for you. Hopefully uh, you're not dead of bike accident-related causes that snuck up on you months after the fact. Hopefully you guys are still together and this isn't a painful reminder of the love that you used to share. <laughs> so I think the point was just, hello, Brenna. And it, it, we, we went horribly sideways right there for a minute. So Brenna, what's up? Um, what else is up? You guys have been texting me, which I was, you know, I, do, I appreciate it. I do appreciate it. I'm, I'm almost reluctant to say that I appreciate it because, uh, because why? Does it make me seem like a lonely person? I'm not a lonely person. I'm doing just fine. I'm hanging out right now. Got the cat over here on the Papazon chair. It's all happening. But you guys have been texting me. You're very respectful listeners. Um, as some of you know, if you're keeping track, I gave my actual personal phone number out a couple of podcasts ago, um, kind of accidentally, but then I just left it there. And you guys have been texting and you're lovely people. It's, it's, it's great. I wish I could send you the affirmations and appreciation that you send to me. And, you know, I'm a responder. I wrote you back if you texted me. but and I, and I wanted to tell you wonderful things about yourself as well, but I just didn't want to get caught up in that. I, you know what I mean? Let's just, we can, from now, let's just appreciate each other at a polite distance. <laughs> okay, what else are we doing? What else is happening? How about this, you guys? I realized that other podcasts on iTunes have ratings. You can like rate a podcast that you're listening to. You can give it some stars. This is what I say. I say, you guys find my podcast on iTunes. All you have to do is like go into iTunes and then search Dan Smith's questionable at best. Or maybe that's how you're already listening. I don't know what you do. I don't know what your life is like, but find it. And how about, how about this? Why don't you write like a nice review of the podcast? Even if it, whatever, two words, you don't have to take too much time. Be like, it's good. And then give it five stars. Maybe if you give it five stars, you should be like, it's superb or a five star type word like that. Fantastic. You could do that. Um, listen, I'm not telling you what to do, but I'm telling you what to do because when there's more reviews, then the, um, the star rating will actually kick in. And then who knows? I don't know. Does that mean more listeners? I don't know what that means. It means, it means a little more satisfaction for Deanne Smith. And that's what you want to give me, right? I don't know. I give you the podcasts. We're sharing here. We're sharing. It's a loop of generosity. On this podcast, you guys, this episode, I talked to my buddy, Dan Dirksen. Dan Dirksen's cool and you're going to hear it. He, he has a deep man voice and he sounds authoritative. So you're likely to believe what he says on this podcast and you may or may not like what he says. I don't know. You can follow him on Twitter if you like him. It's Ego Slut, just like you think it would be. And also, you can find him at egoslut.com. His name is Dan Dirksen. He's a comic. He's a lot of other things. He's, he's, a, he's a giant man with a mustache. And he's a former Jehovah's Witness, which is going to come up in the conversation. So 
there's that. We tackled the question, is there a God? Which I think is completely reasonable to tackle in less than an hour on a podcast. We talked about Christianity because that's what we both know. That's how we both were raised, different flavors of Christianity. Is there a God? I don't know. I tend to think not. You'll hear me say that. I did, I did comedy at an atheist convention once. That was really fun. They were they were a smart crowd. They were into it. I did comedy at an atheist convention, and it was it was pretty amazing because I you know I had been praying for an opportunity like that for a long time. Oh, where's my drum sound? There's a joke. Here's another joke. Do you want to hear a joke that I used to do on stage? I'll do it for you right now because it's relevant to this podcast. But I won't do it in a jokey way. I'll do it in a conversational way. All right. So here we go. You know those um you know those signs that that people have sometimes that say God hates fags those sorry I should have given you a trigger warning there for for disturbing language you know what I mean though right that WBC church or whatever they're called God hates fags I think those are really hilarious um because it doesn't make sense to me like I, I don't know when I first saw those I didn't even know what it meant I was like whoa those are some really passionate anti-smokers I don't know that God hey did you get it that was a joke but here's the here's the real situation guys not even jokes I don't think it is possible at all that God hates gay people if there is a God. God does not hate gay people. He especially does not hate gay men because I think God and gay men have a lot in common, okay? And I'm just going on evidence that I've seen in the actual Bible, in the Bible. God's first order of business, what was it? What is the first thing that God needed to do? He needed to make a perfect garden and then drop a naked man down in it. That was God's number one priority before anything. He was basically like, let there be light. Oh, let there be dick. That was job number one for God. It's the first thing he did in the Bible. God and gay men have a lot in common. You guys are both creative. They both love rainbows, landscaping, the Madonna. It's all happening for these guys. Here, we'll do a quiz. I'll prove it to you. God and gays have a lot in common. Here's our quiz. Are you ready? I'm going to describe someone to you guys. And you try to guess who I'm describing. Okay? The name of this quiz is God or Elton John. Here we go. There's four clues. Four clues. One he loves to be the center of attention. Is it God? Is it Elton John? You don't know yet, do you? Two, he's a bit of a drama queen. God, Elton John, still a toss-up. Which way are you leaning? Doesn't matter. Could be either one. Three, he can be pretty judgmental. Is it God? Is it Elton John? Okay, here's the fourth one. This one should help you out a lot. Here you go. Ready? A few years ago, Lady Gaga thanked him at the Grammys, which one? God or Elton John? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? You can't know because God and Elton John are basically the same person. That's what we've discovered in that quiz. They both have miracle babies that were born on Christmas Day. What else do you need to know? Obviously, God made Elton John in his image, all right? Everybody thinks of God with a long white beard and like a white robe, you know? It's just as likely that God's sitting around in gigantic orange sunglasses, hot pants, and a hat made out of ha- half a peacock. You don't know a good image god's just up there just singing the circle of life maybe (laughs) so there it is god or elton john we don't know okay so i'll just get into it we're gonna get into it right now let's do it why did you do that i don't know because i'm just getting ready this is how i (laughs) (laughs) i just reached out my right arm this is how i always do it um the question is is there a god yeah is there I don't know. I'm asking. Well, I, I don't think there's a God. I mean, I think logic per, probably dictates it. would be ridiculous to think there's a God. What's your definition of God? Uh, a God of a conscious, a conscious, and a conscious entity who's decided to do this. 
to make the earth. Make the whole whatever. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Although, the other night in the bar, I was chatting to someone who had read a book called Far Journey. I don't mm-hmm. know who by. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a chance to catch up on it yet. So like Homeward? About alien creatures. Now that I have no, I don't know. I'm, so that would be a conscious entity that we're kind of using the earth as some kind of experiment. Yeah, the idea. Okay. I, 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 I didn't know that I was going to mention alien creatures within a minute into the podcast. No, I, I, I think it's, it's actually, if you're on any level like this thing, ancient alien concept is something I don't have a problem with. Okay. I, I mean, it's one of the things you can't, I always, you have to assume that there's alien life. They can't, that's, that's pompous and ridiculous to think there's not. Right. And that somebody millennia years ago came here, and that's what all these Bible stories are about. Now, that's possible. I don't think that that person kind of went, all right, I'm going to make everything. Right. I think it was like an accident. It was like Gilligan's Island, if it was anything. It <laughs> what was. do you mean? They, I'm not completely Well, it was like they the crashed. They were, on a, they were on a, like a, a three-hour journey from like SETI 4. Right, and okay. crashed, and there was like the alien Gilligan and the skipper, and everybody. <laughs> and they're there, and they're trying to like just make coconut phones to call home and stuff. Yeah, I get it. And and just us primitive lifestyle just took them as amazing things, and we wrote this whole book of of, of stories about them. You think that's possible? I think that's definite. That's very possible. Okay, but God. I don't think that defines. That doesn't make a god. Right. That makes an accident, a very happy accident. Right. God as the concept of, do you think, where am I going with this? God as the concept of kind of like a big human-like man in the sky. Yeah. Do people actually believe that? Well, well I, grew, I mean, I grew up believing that. I mean, there was a pic, there were pictures of the guy. Yeah? We had, we had, we had sure. It was like always, the big white He bearded. was a white guy, he had a white hair, he always had robes. He always had robes. I don't know why. Okay, let's get into, let's get into how you grew up. You grew up Jehovah Witness. I grew up Jehovah's Witness, very, very Jehovah's Witness. And what's that all about? In Jehovah's Witness me is, and the people. Jehovah's Witness is a most it's it's a Christian uh, uh, based religion, but it's kind of interesting that it sort of borrows from all religion to create its basic philosophy structure. Mm-hmm. So it does believe in Christ. It does use Old Testament and New Testament as the the, the Bible basis. Right. However, like it doesn't celebrate. You, you know, like one of the things is we didn't celebrate the holidays that everybody got. The mm-hmm. only, the one thing that we did observe though was uh, yearly Passover. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so they celebrate yearly Passover. So the, And they, they sort of take from Judaism a lot of those beliefs, so they believe in Passover, but to them Passover isn't about the the, the, the Ten Commandments story. It's, it's a recreation of the Last Supper, so it's more like communion. Okay. Um, I'm a little bit lost already. Well, I mean... Passover, what most people, what Passover is the story of the Ten Commandments, right? right. You know the story, right? How God made all the- Moses all the yeah, Moses tablets. Well, no, that's later. Oh. That's way later. Wait, I thought the, ta- I thought the Ten Commandments were on the tablets. The, the, they were. Uh, sorry, I kept saying Ten Commandments. I meant Ten Plagues, the Ten Plagues of Egypt. Oh, okay. Sorry, my bad. Ten Plagues. The Ten Plagues. So there was the Ten Plagues. Moses trying to get the Jews out of, of Israel, went to the Pharaoh. God made a lot of animals show up for yeah, some yeah. weird- cause Egyptians are terrified of animals. It's a, it's a little known fact. <laughs> That's what happened to uh, uh, Mubarak. It was really <laughs> just animals. It was just animals. It was so weird, dude. No, but it's um. So and then the Passover is the story when God said, "I'm going to kill all the firstborns." All the Jews went and pa- painted a symbol on their door frame, right on the lint on the lintel, 
Um, and that's how the, the angel knew to skip those houses. And not... And not kill the... Kill first, their children. I know. Isn't that... Oh, it's so lovely. It's wonderful. <laughs> but so, so Jehovah's Witnesses celebrate what they call Passover, but they don't actually celebrate Passover. They celebrate essentially communion, which is the Last Supper, where Christ took the, the unleavened bread and said, this is my body, eat it. This, took the red wine, said, this is my blood, drink it. Yeah. And they celebrate that as Passover. But they also essentially keep a very kind of a kosher law as well. Like you're not allowed to eat, you're not allowed to partake in blood on any level. So you except not, the blood of Christ. They don't even believe they don't, but they don't believe in trans transubstantiation. Transubstantiation. Oh. I can't say that word. I don't. I can't either. Yeah, I know they don't believe in for. that. All right. They believe it's just wine. <laughs> oh, they're like okay. It's just a it's a metaphor. Right. <laughs> they understand the concept of metaphors, unlike Catholics. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, they, they so they keep a kosher like Joe's witnesses don't take blood transfusions. Right, I read this. The big thing, like right. the, the people have let their kids die because they refused blood transfusion. And what's the, the idea behind that? That comes back to Mosaic law. That was the laws of while the Jews were wandering around the desert after they left Egypt. It was like, don't you know? You have to properly bleed an animal. You can't let. You can't have the blood. That's where all the the the. That's how you got sick and died. Right. So Mosaic Law says if you need a blood transfusion, we will fill you with tiny tiles and in a beautiful exactly. pattern. Exactly. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> come on. How come there's no laugh there? That was a good one. <laughs> Me so just sit, I was sitting on that mosaic. I know. I, was, thing I can for see like you did that. Seconds. That was very right. good. <laughs> it took me a second. I didn't. I've get never the mosaic. heard mosaic used like that adjective. Mosaic law is a bit is a yeah. It's a it's a standard concept. Yeah, mosaic I didn't know that. mosaic law were all the guidelines that Moses gave the Egyptians while they're traveling through the desert. And if you read them in the Bible, they make a lot of sense because if you're traveling with a bunch of people through a desert, yeah. where there's not a lot of water gotta, and there's no such thing as refrigeration, yeah. You've got to be people. careful of how you eat your food. Yeah, and how there's you certain handle your shit food. we're not going to eat. Yeah. There's certain people we're not going to fuck. But there is, but that is still held to this date. Both Ju- Judaism, Jehovah's Witnesses still hold those laws. Right. Because they were like, oh, this must be true for all things. No, we invented refrigerators. Right. We have ice now. <laughs> <laughs> we're in Canada. <laughs> so you grew up with all this. All this weirdness. Jammed into your tiny head. Yeah. And when did you start to question it? Um, I mean, I guess the biggest thing that started to happen for me was, um, I mean, I, I, I was always, I always loved the, the analyzing everything. And there were certain things that I always thought were odd within it. Like the concept of, we don't celebrate birthdays. Well, why don't we celebrate birthdays? We didn't celebrate birthdays because there's two stories of birthdays in the Bible. And both times, really horrible shit happened. Like, but wait, Christmas is a story of a birthday, right? Christmas is not in the Bible. But Christ is born. Christ is born, but Christ, again, I mean, then it's they, a story of a birthday. Yes, but and then the whole thing is then they bring that back that Christ said at the Last Supper to observe my death, never to say anything about his birth. So they took that as oh, okay. Like weird, weird stuff. Like Joe's Witnesses have this. Like they don't even believe in the cross. They don't acknowledge the cross existed okay they believe that historically he wouldn't have been on a cross beam it would have been a one post that he would have been oh right like nailed hands to the top and feet to the bottom in like a giant eye so the cross is a horrible symbol to them because 
somehow historically it may be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing that I've heard about the cross, um, this was from a spiritual friend, I guess I could, we could all do some research and find out if it's true, but that it's an, an even more ancient symbol that yeah. symbolizes like the meeting of the heavens, which would be the vertical line and the earth, which would be the well, horizontal line and like it's even simpler mystical than that. things and it's, the realm it's, of reality. Before, like if you think of the, the symbols of man and woman, right? Well, we yes. have the circle and the arrow and the circle and the cross, right? Mm-hmm. Well, before that existed, the symbol for man was uh, was uh, basically a, a, an open-ended triangle that okay. pointed up. And the symbol for a woman was an open-ended triangle that pointed down. Oh, I get it. So you put the two together and you drop them on their side, you have a cross. Take the two together, drop them on their side. So you basically have an L. That's on its, oh, on its I get angle, it. right? Yeah. And you put the two together. I see. So it was a... So it could have been a box, too. Could mean humans. Yeah, I was like, it, two, two triangles could also make a square. Um, <laughs> went the wrong way. Your geometry sucks. <laughs> Drop on there. Hmm. Religious geometry is so hard. Okay, so you don't... They don't believe in the cross. Nope. So I, it's, it's a lot of... Like, one of the other things they do, they don't believe in... You don't go to hell, and you don't go to heaven. If you die. Oh, yeah. You die. Your consciousness is over. That's just the Well, it's it, not right? that it's over. You're, when you die, you die for a while. And then when the end of the world comes, the Armageddon, right. then God and devil fight or Jesus and the devil. Somebody fights with the devil. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. The devil loses. He gets banished for a thousand years, which I still think is weird. Why would you only banish him for another thousand years? Why not just get rid of the guy yeah. if he's so bad? Yeah. <laughs> And, but the, you banish him, he gets banished, and then God judges everybody. Right. And good people uh, get to come back to earth in paradise, which is actually a Muslim belief. Okay. Yeah. So paradise have- is a Muslim philosophy. It's sort of heaven on earth. Mm-hmm. And a certain small number of 144,000 <laughs> get to go to, 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 uh, to heaven. Yeah. And then the rest just die. They just, they just stay dead. I just love how specific and ridiculous and confident it all is. I like, know. and then a thousand years, and then a hundred and forty-four thousand, and then this. It's like really. So that's how it's going to go down. You know this. <laughs> it's just the thing I've yeah. always, and it's like it's when you start getting these numbers and you start getting these things thrown at you that it's very easy to start going, why? Like, yeah. why do we know this? And it's, I guess, the the simplest question when you start to become old enough. And I guess probably about eleven or twelve, I started to realize like. There has to be a possibility of what if we're wrong? Right. What if our guess, essentially, of how the world ends is wrong? Like, what if the Catholics are right? What if Judaism is right? What mm-hmm. if, you know... And Jehovah's Witness, they do refer to their beliefs as the truth, The right? truth, yeah. So it's like... And everybody else is the world. If you believe... Is the world? The world. Right. Okay. So if you believe, if you're a Jehovah's Witness, you you kind of have to believe that everyone else is wrong and you are yeah, right. Yeah, because it's the truth. We believe in the truth. Right. And you believe you're the world. <laughs> the truth is, and the the truth, truth versus the world is basically. I like it. I love that. A minute ago, you talked about birthdays in the Bible, mm-hmm. and we kind of got away from that. What are the two stories of the birthdays that have gone horribly wrong? Um, the only one that comes I can remember right now is, um, um, uh, uh, Bathsheba. Which was Bathsheba, who was uh, who was uh, Herod's daughter. Okay. During the time of Christ, she wanted for her birthday the head of John the Baptist on a on a platter, and she got that. <laughs> Which All is right. a weird thing. That's a very weird it's thing. It's a weird thing. I but no I was it this. was trending at the time, so it's it's. Yeah. I had no idea about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I can't. There was another one. The other one. I can't remember what the other one is. 
I kind of gave up Testament. my Bible studies at about age 13. Yeah. I was getting confirmed in the Episcopalian tradition mm-hmm. um, and also baptized because I, I, my, my parents just never bothered to do that when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So I got baptized when I was about 12 and a woman said to me, and I just cracked up laughing because I thought she was joking. I didn't know it was like a term that people use. So I got like baptized at the church and then a woman shook my hand and she was like, welcome to the flock. And I was yeah. like, and then I was like, no, that's what they call it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I started reading the Bible to get confirmed and, you know, doing my little studies or whatever I had to do. And I don't know where it was, but just running across an idea that was like, and this is the way and the truth and everyone else is wrong. I was like, <laughs> don't think so. Done. And then I just abandoned it because I was like, that doesn't seem reasonable. I have friends that are Jewish. Yeah. I have friends that are other things. Well, Jehovah's Witnesses, I mean, one of the things that they do is like, it's, it's, you're, you're never baptized as a child mm-hmm. as a Jehovah's Witness. You actually have to choose that's at least something but here's how they get it you also have to be uh what's called they call they have different classifications and they have you have to be a pioneer within the in the in the church which means that you spend a minimum of 25 hours a week door to door oh right right so with joe's witness we had the our big thing was the door to door thing of course so you had to spend a minimum of i think i can't remember it was 25 or 40 it could be even 40 hours a week so a lot of people have to go work a full-time job and still put in yeah. 40 hours or 25 hours a week going door to door. And and only then when you achieve and for for a certain period of time. Yeah. Like so you, maybe maybe it was a year or maybe it was like a 6 months or a month you had to do it for a certain period of time at which point you were considered a pioneer. And then or you had to have maybe it was a, a total number of hours I can't remember whatever it is and 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 then you were a, a, a pioneer, and then you could officially become baptized. Okay. So I mean, it's it's I mean, from a cult mentality, it's brilliant. You're basically getting these people so entrenched in that by the time they commit, they commit. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot. I mean, to, get to the point where it's it's when you have a religion where you have convinced people that if they're a family of Jehovah's Witnesses and the one of the kids decides to leave like it's not uncommon for the family to say well then you just don't exist and kick them out of the house and i've heard of like 13 year old kids being kicked out of their house because yeah they decided they didn't want to be joe's witness anymore and the families were right like it's it's there's some kind of indoctrination that has to go along with it in order to get to that point yeah absolutely. and i think that was sort of the biggest thing when you start hearing those stories and you're always being told like you know look at a good Joe's witness these people are. But there's always, you know, that the the reality that just a little niggling part of your head is going, wait a minute, that that's that's horrible. Why would you do that to another human being, let alone your child? Mm-hmm. Well, because he doesn't believe in the truth. Yeah. And you do. I, I, I don't have a problem with the door to door thing. I actually think that like if you really believe if you actually really believe that your way is the true you way, want to save everybody? you believe in the truth. You should be, you know, you should be going door to door. You should be holding up signs on the street corner shouting. You should be writing grammatically questionable blogs. You should do everything sure. you can possibly do to get people on your side if that's what you really believe, right? But it's, it's, and what if that's the thing? I mean, I think that's the biggest part. I mean, the, for me, I think one of the biggest reasons why I got out of it, I remember, was probably when I was, I left, I think, pretty much decided not to go anymore. I was about probably 14, maybe 15, maybe really early into 15. Wait, what time did you start knocking on doors? I started knocking doors when I was about five. 
That's pretty adorable. Oh, oh. <laughs> my father, my father had a clothing store, so I was always dressed in like little navy brass oh buttoned blazers and gray flannel shorts and ascots at like three years old. And it's I, also it's really adorable, but also really creepy, right? To have is. a suited five year old knocking on your door trying to witness about yeah. Jehovah. Oh, it's it real thinking back on it, it would have been like I would have felt horrible for people that had to go like I, I understand why I was there right now. Like yeah, yeah, you yeah. it's so easy to knock on my dad coming to the door and going, Hey, would you like to talk about God for twenty minutes? Versus this adorable suited child going, I have practiced my speech about Jesus. Let's yeah. talk. And he's like, How do you say Were no? Were you also a Muppet in those days? I, was, <laughs> I have well, Hello. <laughs> Yes, but wait—you must have gone with an adult. Mm-hmm. But they let you do some of the talking. Oh yeah, I was—I was doing—I was—I was one of the youngest Joe's witness. Uh, like Joe's witnesses, we don't—we ha- didn't have like one uh, minister who did all this preaching at church. Okay. Um, we had we had church three days a week. Um, and different each day had a sort of slightly different um, theme. So Sunday was more traditional. Uh, where you would have a sermon at the beginning, and that generally was handled by some generally male uh, elder in the church. Okay. And it could be on topic of anything. Sometimes a guest would come in. It's like stand-up. Somebody would have guest yeah. spots. Come in. It's really <laughs> weird. And then, and the second half, it was always a two-hour piece. So the first half was that, and the second half would be uh, the uh, the Watchtower. Oh yeah, where two yes. articles in the Watchtower. There'd be two articles. Uh, the art, our, uh, Watchtower would come out every two weeks, so there'd be two articles in the t- in between where there'd be like question answer. So somebody would read a paragraph, and then there'd be a small discussion, and there would always be questions at the bottom of the page that got to be asked that had answers in a key somewhere in the back. Right. So it was kind they, of a. There were Watchtowers lying around my house. I guess the Jehovah's Witnesses must have brought them over. But I know this publication. Like yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. There's always two. There's two out uh, there. The two. Well, the two magazines, which are their Watchtower and The Awake, mm-hmm. but they're also, at one point, I don't know if it's still any, true anymore, but at one point, they were like the number two most prolific single publisher in the world. Really? Yeah. It was crazy the amount of, of literature that they published. Yeah. Everything from small little books to tracks to their Watchtower and Awake to, they have their own version of the Bible. Right. You know? Um, so it's and it's that kind of thing. I mean, to me, it was that... When you start seeing all of this stuff and you can, it's when you start to become a conscious, conscious human being who can understand the concept of corporation and, 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 and indoctrination a little bit and how to, how to take advantage of susceptible people. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember we'd have one of the, one of the discussions Tuesday night was always about going door to door and tips and tricks and how to go door to door and there were real discussions about sort of almost things to look for where you would see the weakness in people that you could take advantage of right it was never really worded that way but essentially that's what they're saying you know uh you know people in a in a lower income were always going to be far more receptive than higher income people oh that's interesting you know and so it was it was very very odd and you started to start piecing this together mm-hmm. and it's like there's a point where you just start to feel kind of creepy kind of really gross we had one jehovah witness kid in our elementary school and our teacher like this was in fourth grade and our teacher 
would love to get us like little presents at Christmas or Valentine's Day or all, she was always giving us presents yeah. and little things. And she'd make Joel leave. Yeah. And then she'd tell all of us, listen, we know this is really for Christmas, but don't tell Joel. It's just, it just is. It's just whatever. So mm-hmm. that when Joel comes back, he can have this too. And so we were all like, okay. Yeah. So it was like, we were always lying to Joel, but he probably <laughs> knew what was up too. He just wanted his little treats. Yeah. I, 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 when I grew up, it was a lot of that when I was a, was a kid too. And, and I, I guess I didn't have any teachers that were anywhere near us understanding of that it was always just like oh well we're doing this now we're gonna do valentine's day get out of here yeah no what we would do like we were, I remember being little kids and you know the, when you're a little kid and you would have like the envelope in your front desk and then everyone would oh, get yeah. a little oh valentine's and give them around and you'd put we'll it do in, that again and i was the kid who had the no envelope on his desk oh but i still had to sit there while everybody else did it oh <laughs> like, i'll never find love yeah, it's pretty rough that's no one it. will be my valentine uh, that's why jesus is your valentine <laughs> exactly. that's, that's what's up uh, so when you were little, did you think there was a God? Yes. Oh, I, wholeheartedly. I, I, there was definitively a God when I was little. Mm-hmm. There was there was a God, and he was a weird guy. He get angry a lot. He right? was angry a lot of stuff. Supposedly, he but knew he was everything. supposed. To, well, Joe's witnesses. Like the the one thing I always thought as a kid, which I never got, is that Joe's witnesses are always and, and a lot. Of, I've heard it in a lot of religion too. Is the concept of fear of the Lord. Technically, meaning love, right? That's so like weird. Fearing God is is love and is a, f- a way of loving and respecting Him. You know, by having this, it, it's like fearing fire. Mm-hmm. You know, fire can't help that it burns you. Yeah, your fear is not that it's a bad thing. It's not a bad person. It's not a. It's not like it's trying to hurt you. Fire. It's right. just fire. It's just an entity. Right. You know, and that's and I kind of equivocated the same thing with God. Like God. You know, yeah, he could make babies, help you make babies, but he could rain fire from the sky and kill two cities for no reason whatsoever or flood the entire planet. Sometimes he just gets mad. He just gets mad. It's not easy being God. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> I was, what's one I always thought was really funny is the Ten Commandments. There's always the, the one thing where you're not supposed, one of the commandments is to, uh, to not covet, don't, do not covet thy neighbor's ass or, or basically do not be envious of somebody else's yeah. property. I always thought it was wife. Wife and asses, depending on this. Or wife's ass. Or wife's well. ass. Well, but it's like the whole basis is don't, don't be jealous of what somebody else has and don't, don't let that turn into something dark. Right. Which is good advice. But then later on, I think one of the last commandments where it's like, uh, do not have other gods before God because God is a jealous God. Right. And it's like, well, hang on. <laughs> He's, now you're just, you're coveting your neighbor's godly God. ass <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like oh. what Poor uh, God. so it was it, it god just seemed to be a, a like god seemed to have the temperament of a 14 year old girl mm-hmm. like it could be suddenly yeah, just I'm like mad. really nice yeah. but then it's like slams his room and goes Shut, i hate you all <laughs> i just want to go to the mall <laughs> <laughs> oh poor god <laughs> it's not easy <gasps> You know, I w- if I died, you guys wouldn't even care. <laughs> <laughs> God, I I definitely don't believe in God, but I think I don't believe in it so much that it, I like I don't actively not believe. Yeah. it. I'm not like an atheist about it. I'm more just like meh, an apathetic. Would you consider yourself person, a gnostic then? I mean, I just don't label it at all. But I, I get shocked when I read things like read statistics about like eighty percent of Americans believe in God, and I'm like, how is this even possible? Exactly. I just think the circles that I run in 
We just don't. We don't have those type of conversations. So yeah, see, I consider myself an atheist. I truly believe myself to be an atheist in the fact that I don't believe there there is an entity of any level who has impact and is controlling any of this. Is working working. I mean, I'm years in- behind this. I believe the concept that there's energy mm-hmm. and that exists in a variety of forms that we don't understand. Sometimes we do understand it in very basic energy forms. Mm -hmm. Some of it is things we learn, such as radiation, you know, and radioactive energy. And some of it is stuff we probably haven't figured out yet. Electromagnetic fields, gravity, all these, all these forces on the world that, that whether or not we mean to impact how we behave, impact how decisions we've made in our lives as a, as a culture, Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean you can say that there's energy, but that's I don't see that as anything mystical or uh uh, uh, uh what's uh, spiritual? I hate right. the way people say they're spiritual. Like shut up. Yeah. Just, that's that's weird. Like why? What is cuz then you're saying spirit. Well, what is the spirit part? And that's sort of a reference to the Holy Spirit. Mhm. So then technically you are saying because the Holy Spirit is technically God. So you're saying you believe in God. Essentially, that's what you're saying when you're saying you're spiritual. Yeah. I mean, if I, I would I would call myself an atheist. I just think there's a lot of really obnoxious atheists, so I don't necessarily want to align yeah. myself with all of that. I but, just, I mean, how do you? I mean, what what is an? I, I, there has to be a point, though. I don't think you can be an. Uh, maybe that's wrong. Yes, you can be an obnoxious atheist, but I think there's a point where we as a society have to realize that. Well, if you take God out of the factor completely, it doesn't matter if there is or is not a God. Mm-hmm. All of the things that we as a society have done in the name of religion or religious beliefs. Yeah, we do need to start talking about that and that, calling people out on their craziness. Exactly. And I think saying, if we just if we just admitted there's no such God, such yeah. a thing as God, then... Then all of the reasons for you know the the, the entire you know uh, um, Spanish Inquisition, you know the would would wouldn't exist. Mm-hmm. The, the the problems in Ireland for the you know a lot of parts would not exist. Yeah, I think it's I I mean I can't even really wrap my head around it. I just feel really removed from it intellectually when people are fighting about their beliefs in an invisible entity that may or may not exist. Yeah. Like I just really don't get it. I think it's one of the funniest. There's a, a really great little clip that was always on Family Guy that was perfect, which was just all these guys in, 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 in ancient times going, oh, we get along for absolutely no one re- reason, no reason whatsoever. And then somebody goes, hey, did you guys hear about Christ? And then they just all stab each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's really awesome. Uh, one, one thing that I thought was funny at my parents' house once, my, my parents are Episcopalian. Yeah. Um, they weren't really active in church when I was little, but after all the kids left the house, I guess they needed something. They also quit drinking. They needed something. So now they go to church and they're fine. Um, and it, church just seems to be like a social thing for them and they're good people. You know, there's nothing wrong with the way they live their lives. Um, but one thing I thought was really funny was my mom got a new dishwasher mm-hmm. and we watched the DVD about how the dishwasher worked. <laughs> so it was like, okay, this is how the dishwasher works. It's going to do all these things and whatever. And um, everyone sat all down. All these things mean wash dishes. It's going to wash dishes, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to do all these things. It's going to transform your world. It's going to have jet streams. You know, you can put in the messiest raspberry pie plate. It's yeah. going to come out clean. Don't worry about it. Your dish, you bought, you just bought the best dishwasher of all time. You should do, you should redo that video. <laughs> just me talking about the dishwasher. This dishwasher is fucking amazing. It will blow everybody. your mind. So we're watching the video about the dishwasher. And then like later that day, my mom's using the dishwasher and she's rinsing the plates completely. 
completely clean before she puts them in the dishwasher. This is just how my mom works. Yeah. I go, hey, mom, why don't we why don't we just give it a try? Let's just put in this one super dirty dish because this is the, supposed to be the job of the new dishwasher that you just bought. Let's do it. Let's just put it in there. <laughs> just see what happens. She's like, no, I don't believe it's going to get clean or whatever. And I'm like, but we remember how we just watched the video that came from the dishwashing company? I think they meant it. Let's see if it let's see if it works. And she just wouldn't do it. Like she didn't believe that the dishwasher was fully going to get her plates clean. And yet in the same breath, I was like, hang on, hang on. You do believe in Jesus Christ though, right? Like that, <laughs> that's a thing that happened and you believe in God. She's yeah. like, oh yeah, definitely. You know, faith. I'm like, have fucking faith in your dishwasher. <laughs> it's just, you just bought this, put this plate in, see what happens. She won't do it. Yeah. This is a struggle I have with my mom all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think that's, I mean, that's the basis of, of, of religion. And I think, I, I think probably the, and the reason why I truly believe I think I'm an atheist more than anything is because I was part of something so it so devoutly it has such a devout belief in what it was doing that it was the only right choice and it was such a small religion in comparison to so many others mm-hmm. with such few numbers in the world but it it was so passionate about its belief and how right it was and how some of the beliefs were very very different than a lot of commonly accepted christian belief structures i think there's so much room for wonder and mystery yeah in science mm-hmm. and in the reality that we're all dealing with yeah I don't think you need to, I don't know. I just think it's crazy that, that here we are, we, life is really short and we're like really lucky to, mm-hmm. to be this collection of molecules with a consciousness and then we spend our time like, I think this, I exactly. think that. Like, well, it's, it's, if, if we as a society could even just go, if we could find that one, one thing that has caused so many problems, we went, hey, you know what? Let's not talk, teach our kids about that. Mm-hmm. Let's just not. Let's just teach them that Everything else is great. You know, there's other things out there. But why do they have to worry about which magical being they believe in? Mm-hmm. Why do they have to believe, worry about the fact that if they believe in a Christian God and the Holy Trinity, that their best friend who lives next door, who just happens to be brought up Muslim, who just happens to be brought up, uh, you know, a Hindi or Hindu or whatever. Mm-hmm. Why should they have any idea or inkling that that person is wrong or in some possible way less than them and that's essentially what we're doing with it right we we're creating a we're creating a way that even if they're the nicest you know you're the nicest christian in the world there has to be a belief that i've chosen the right one everybody else has to have chosen the wrong one that's how religion has to work Mm mm-hmm so suddenly you're saying that that person is in some way stupider than you. You made the wrong choice. Mm-hmm. You had all the options. You could have quit even though your parents were brought up. Pinned the truth in. is right here. Come yeah, to the it's truth. It's right here. You could have just quit and just come to the Catholic Church and yeah. you'd be fine. Yeah. And that's terrifying. Why don't we just say, hey, everybody's awesome. Everybody's cool. Just treat them that way. And every decision they make is theirs and that's fine and you can make your decisions and great and just the end run just show each other the most respect you can it seems too good to be true dan but we do have to wrap this up 
but I think just as we much. We decide if there's a god or not. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna definitively answer because as much as religions can definitively answer about yeah. the afterlife, yeah. and all of that, we're gonna do it right here, right now. All right. Is there a god? There is no god, and if you think there's a god, you're wrong. <laughs> And that's where we're leaving it. <laughs> Questionable at Best is available every Thursday at nomoradio.com. Check out the website to join in on the weekly Questionable at Best comment thread. Head over there. Talk about this stuff with us. Weigh in. Ask more questions. Answer questions. Get involved. Paint a fence. Make it happen. Join the community. I don't know if there's a community, you guys, and paint a fence is not a thing that people say, so I don't know why I just said it. But um, just go over there. I would love to continue this conversation with you. Support for the No More Radio Podcast Network comes from the Montreal Improv Theater. Check them out at montrealimprov.com. Our cool graphic was designed by Charlie Sneaker. Her work is on Instagram, charlie underscore design. That's Charlie with a Y. Do not be fooled. Our super sweet intro and outro music, which you're listening to right now, was composed by comic and renaissance man Mike Carosa. His Twitter is Mike Carosa. That's two R's, two Z's, two A's, although not sequentially. You'll figure it out. Also, I just said renaissance man. If you are listening in the UK, I say to you, renaissance man. I'm Deanne Smith. I have an internet presence. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will see you again next week. <laughs>